This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock live in the PHNX studios in downtown Phoenix. Bo Brock, interesting development. Practice today. (laughs) What's going on with the Redbirds? Uh, when I rolled in to watch Arizona Cardinals practice this morning, there was number 99 gracing us Woo! with his presence. If you're watching us on YouTube live, you're seeing J.J. Watt, a little rep I caught him uh, doing today in the pass rush drills for the Cardinals with his defensive linemen. It was a welcome sight. Zach Ertz, full participant today in practice for the first time in a long time. We talked to Zach Ertz. He sounds good and ready to roll. Bad news is no Jalen Thompson for a second consecutive day. And Johnny, you're probably going to be upset to hear that Annie Isabella continues to be on the shelf with oh a back injury, but JJ Watt back for the Arizona Cardinals, which is, uh, is huge. It's huge for this defense, not only from, uh, you know, slowing down the run, getting after, you know, creating pressure against opposing quarterbacks, but also what he can do as far as being kind of a coach out there on the field, help hopefully clean up those communication errors. We continue to hear about JJ Watt, Always a welcome sight for the Arizona Cardinals and their fans. You know, somebody mentioned me in a comment today on Twitter and said, you guys bullied both Pew and Ertz <laughs> and Watt into all practicing today. And, you know, God love you if you believe that we have that much power over the, over the organization. I don't think as much as I would love to believe J.J. Watt is watching PHNX Cardinals on the reg. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I do think he was feeling some some outside heat, the Cardinals, to have a sense of urgency with this game. Not like public perception, whatever it looks like. Watts, a future first ballot Hall of Famer. But I think it speaks to the fact, Bo, we talked about it yesterday. you got to win this game. you got to come out and play significantly better. We're going to hear from Vance Joseph later on in the show. But I would have a hard time believing that Watts, like, goodness gracious, very similar to the Rams playoff game, 75 80% of me is better than the alternative. I think they know in two weeks they have the defending Super Bowl champions at home, a team they've never beaten under Sean McVay at State Farm Stadium. They look at this Raider team. We mentioned it yesterday. Kind of similar looking themselves in the mirror. Their AFC West counterpart with up and down offseason, unproven head coach, and they're like, we got to win this game today. Right now, this week, this is a game. Guns are blazing. We got to go out, and we got to play with our hair on fire. And kudos to what? Like, uh, we'll hear his comments. I think we have some comments from Watt, but I 
I was very optimistic after what he said to you, Bo, and the rest of the media. Yeah, I mean, hopeful he can play. And, you know, he feels the same thing that the rest of the guys in that locker room feel that they have to make some changes and they have to improve and they have to improve quickly, significantly quickly. That was an exact quote from J.J. Watt. And, you know, they watched the game film and, and nobody liked it. And V.J. called it, uh, you know, obviously just uh, organizationally, the defense, it, foundationally, it just it didn't work. It was it was a mess. And this is something that when you hear about the struggles of Isaiah Simmons and he, of course, is, is wearing the green dot and he's the guy that's that's the the one that has to articulate the call to the guys out there on the field. I think that having a guy like Watt being in that huddle helps Isaiah Simmons with that because he knows this offense or this defense so well and he can make sure that the guy that if Isaiah Simmons is falling short, you can bet your ass that J.J. Watt's not going to just stand around and be like, Okay, so what's the call? What are we doing here, fellas? Like he's going to get people, especially his guys, up front in the right spot, so Josh Jacobs doesn't have a field day come Sunday. But no, I mean, you said sense of urgency, and I think that absolutely is correct. That's probably the buzzword or phrase for this team this week, coming off of getting their ass beat, is having a sense of urgency. Not coming, you know, coming off of a, a very kind of lax preseason and training camp. There wasn't that. It's clear now that they have to have that or they're going to be sent home with their tail between their legs each and every Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. They've got to get it done. They've got to play at their highest level because their margin for error is not it's, – it's, it's minuscule. And to get a guy like Watt back in there gives you a very minuscule uh, improvement as far as I think the play on the field, but it gives them a boost nonetheless, and, and it needs to happen. And Watt's the guy to kind of be the driving force for that. Should we wave the white flag on Jalen Thompson potentially playing? You missed two practices during the yeah. week. That doesn't bode well. And the, the last critical practice or walkthrough, if you will, is tomorrow on Friday. He's got a toe. Does that mean by default Isaiah Simmons slides into his role? I mean, how do you see that playing out for this Cardinal team that, I mean, week to week they're losing a defensive back on average. First it was Antonio Hamilton. Trayvon Mullen's got a thing. He's practicing kind of slowly maybe. Now Jalen Thompson could potentially miss a game in which the Raiders say what you want about them. They have a nice passing attack with yeah. Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Like they need all the defensive backs they can get. What's the plan then to replace Jalen Thompson? Yeah, it's 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 not great news as far as the defensive secondary goes. Vance said, you know, it, it's not, you know, obviously just following the tea leaves here as far as Thompson missing back-to-back practices doesn't bode well for him being out there on the playing field. Uh, but, you know, if, if anybody's going to – there's a few guys that can miss practices or a full week of practice for the Cardinals and be right back in the starting lineup, and I think Thompson is one of those guys. I saw him at his locker today. You know, he's walking around fine. He wasn't wearing a boot or anything, so that's a good sign for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but, you know, does that mean he can go out there and play the, the amount of snaps that we're used to seeing him play? You know, the question about Simmons, does, does he look better – further back on the defense than he did playing slot corner. You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's really going to be fascinating to see what they feel is a role after Sunday's ass kicking that he received, uh, you know, from, from, especially from Travis Kelsey and then Juju Smith Schuster, what they feel like he can do and where he can kind of hang at the NFL level. Um, you, you, Trayvon Mullen is still a big question mark. He was. It's encouraging that he's been out there back-to-back days. So real quick, Bo, let me interrupt you. Did he yeah. get hurt 
after the Cardinals acquired him? Or was he hurt when the Cardinals picked him up from the Las Vegas Raiders? Because it really was like seamless. They traded for him. He had that introductory press conference. He said, I'm going to play this weekend. And then he didn't. And so now it's come out. He's got a thing, a lower body injury. Like, when did that happen? Because I think that's been kind of skewed with Cardinal fans. Like, we traded for this guy. He's immediately gotten hurt. Like, Cody Ford, we know he rolled his ankle, right, or his hamstring or whatever it was, and he immediately got placed on IR right after that final preseason game against Tennessee. Like, Mullen's been here for the hottest of hot minutes, and right. how could he even get hurt? Was it was it off the field? I'm confused by no. By I mean, it's still thing. it's still from this this off season surgery that he had on his toe. Okay, so this That's, is pre existing. They knew yeah. this when they acquired him. Okay, yeah, so last year he dealt with a couple you know lower leg injuries, and the last one with his was his toe, which did him gotcha. in and kept him to five games last year for for the Raiders. And you know they grew frustrated. Actually, he was on a Vegas radio show today, and I said, "What did you guys do? Send us damaged goods for with Trayvon Mullen?" And the host said, "Don't don't even get me started on Trayvon Mullen, a former second round pick for the Raiders." So, uh, you know, you can make your own whatever you want out of that comment. But as somebody who's followed this guy's young career so far, there's there's a ton of frustration. Probably about the same level of frustration that we're having right now with Rondell Moore and his uh, inability to stay on the field. But Trayvon Mullen is was out there for a second consecutive day. Like he even got a little physical. You know, he's hitting some pads today. You can find that video, I think, either on my Twitter or PHNX underscore Cardinals where he's hitting, uh, and it, that's encouraging. He was shadowing Byron Murphy, so he's probably going to take that role on the outside over when he's healthy. But biggest key is if he's healthy. Like we've been talking all week, like a big help and boost to this defense is just getting another NFL caliber cornerback, you know, back in the lineup. Like we we were encouraged what we saw from Marco Wilson, right? You know, quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, just over 50% completion percentage against Marco Wilson. He had the pass, two passes defended in that game. He looked solid. He had the fumble recovery. He had a pressure. He had a hurry uh, when he blitzed, you know. So you got to like what you saw from Marco Wilson, and then you like what you've heard from the Cardinals organization about playing Murphy inside, and that's his strength. So now if you could just find somebody to play outside, it would give a boost to this defensive secondary. You're already probably going to get the boost from J.J. Watt as far as the front seven. I mean, that's a significant upgrade over week one. Plus, you got to think that the team, the defense is going to be in a better mindset in week two than it was in you week would- one. You would hope so. It can't get any worse, right? You can't go any further than rock bottom in the Cardinals. That's where they stand right now. Defensively, they are last in almost every major statistical category, including points allowed. Uh, And a couple comments here I want to get to. Uh, K.R. Gordon brings up something that I think a lot of people would would respect and offer up is Alford could come in, that being Robert Alford, and start. Why aren't we talking to him? Well, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, Steve Keim on Arizona Sports said he's focused, that being Robert, on family. But you watch Robert on his Instagram, on, on different social media platforms. Looks like he wants to return to the NFL. So you don't really know who to believe. Uh, I would imagine, like anything else, it comes down to money, finances. The Cardinals uh, got uh, Rodney Hudson come out of retirement with a big fat check. So I would imagine maybe something could be done. But at this point, they're hesitant to do that. Uh, Martz, in the comments, speaking of the choir, Rondell Moore was injury prone in college. Cardinals should have known what they were getting when they drafted him. Of course, like... We can be upset at Rondell Moore, but this is who he is. Cardinals mm-hmm. had an M.O. It was a big red flag with him. If he had had elite production for four years at Purdue, he would have been a first-round pick. He's very much a poor man's Percy Harvin, for better or worse, for this Arizona Cardinal franchise right now, and that's why 
you're riding with Greg Dorch, and I feel better about Greg Dorch than I did last week, and I felt good about him because Bo Brock, he's getting all the first-team reps with Hollywood and AJ and Kyler Murray. Um, classy, nasty, love that name. Why isn't Steve Keim <laughs> making any moves in free agency right now? Well, it's, I mean, it's depending on what kind of moves you want. We talked about it yesterday. Bottom of the barrel, scraping that 53-man roster, churning it out. That's the kind of moves they're making. They aren't making you know, the big ticket additions in free agency. And you could make the argument. Nobody else is going and calling and Dominican Sue or Will Fuller, mm -hmm. or Joe Hayden or Chris, Chris Harris. I get that. But at the same time, uh, not everybody's in position like the Cardinals. There was a great comment earlier in the chat said the minute we got Trayvon Mullen, you put somebody in a Cardinals jersey, you're automatically hurt. And I, <laughs> I do think there's some truth to the fact that Cardinals are in a different position, I think, than the 31 other teams in the NFL. They have to win this weekend, in my opinion. And they've got more injuries than anybody else. So drastic times call for drastic measures. Um, I the, the Call of Duty stuff, there's some huge release. So I, I did a, a Zoom chat earlier today for um, for a Raiders podcast. And I got a legitimate question on, is Kyler Murray going to be focused? Because there's a, I don't, I'm not into video games, but there's a huge Call of Duty update coming this weekend. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that that's even a narrative, I would imagine, Bo Brock, that that motivates K1. <laughs> And after his comments today, candid as he was about where this team is currently and how to get them out of this rut, I can't imagine that he's got, I, I would hope, anything on his mind other than winning on Sunday in Las Vegas. I, I hope his Xbox is just collecting dust. That's the most it's doing. Just take and, it away. Can we just yeah. get rid of it? Yeah, I mean, can, who's going to do that, though? Is, is, it, is Cliff going to go over there and, and take it away from his house? Like my, my mom used to do. I, don't I mean, like what are, <laughs> the yeah. fact that we have to have this conversation it is, is the most I, absurd thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's we, we, we've seen them all at this point. There, there hasn't. When was the last time you stopped laughing at Call of Duty Kyler memes? I mean, it was funny in the beginning, and and now it's just like okay, like let's come up with something new. There's short jokes, and then there's the Call of Duty thing. But well, one of those two we, things he can help. He can't help the, the actual numbers. I know that too the, well. the numbers of when it when it releases or the new game comes out. And I'm not well versed in that that you, that world, but in his production falling off a cliff, that's that's pretty fascinating to me. But like as far as you know, with what is it called again? That's coming out. It's a new patch. beta release. Something. Beta release. Uh, it's it usually happens like later in the year. And now it's okay. it's coming right before a must win game against the Raiders. Did the Raiders have something to do with this? Did they did they uh, get a call into the folks at Microsoft or I don't I don't even know. I'm so out of touch. We have a we have a switch here that my son plays, um, but uh, we don't play Call of Duty in this house. Uh, just it's just not not in our scope, so I can't relate. But um, gets a, a couple more of these comments here. Um, it ruins lives, the, really. It does. It <laughs> the narrative of K1's obsession, according to Blake, with playing video games is way overblown. I would agree with that. We know this man studies film way more than four damn hours a week. He doesn't help himself for sure, though. Well, and if you need an argument as to what he could be doing in the country, go go look up Trey Lance right now on Twitter and, <laughs> and see if you'd rather see. Right, there are worse vices to have, right? Ha having that. Yeah. Pulling a James Harden. Um, but now that I think that's the last time we're going to talk about K1 and Call of Duty, at least in the short term. But, Bo Brock, I want to ask you, we got an update. Go ahead. Real quick, well, last thing about Kyler in this this narrative. like I've heard from several players this week, uh, most recently Zach Ertz today, saying you know, there's a difference in Kyler Murray since he got 
the bag, right? Yeah. Ever since he signed that $230.5 million deal, he said that Kyler Murray was the guy after the game on Sunday going around to individual players throughout the locker room saying, this isn't good enough. We're going to get better. Keep your head up. And he was the guy. He was going around. He was taking that leadership role. So it'd be sociopathic to hit for him to go out there and, hey, we're going to get better and then go and play video games all night the, the day before just because Call of Duty released their dumb game. So I, I think we're okay as far as he's not going to be, you know, putting in DeAndre eight hours where he's up until four in the morning and getting to the stadium at eight. That I'm not worried about that. He's He's dialed in. So we don't feel good about potentially Andy Isabella playing. Rondell more likely won't play. Um, wh- what do you what do you say about Justin Pugh's chances? So yesterday, Cliff Kingsbury, the liar that he is, the dirty dog, <laughs> saying he's got a long way to go, but he practiced today, albeit yeah. limited. Um, and we could take a look if uh, producer Emery, you've got it, seeing the injury report now. Bo Brock, in your um, your experience today, practice, give us predictions on who's going to play and who's not. Uh, so our guy Howard Balser actually talked to Justin Pugh and, and so did Josh Weinfuss from ESPN.com. And he told both of them that all signs are pointing to him playing and being available come Sunday. So that's good news God. for the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff, can I just say real quick, Cliff told, literally told us yesterday he's got a long way to go. And yeah. That long way, I suppose, I guess, was only 12 hours. Right. And and that's what Vance said about Trayvon Mullen, who was, who's been, who was limited, who uh, was limited last two days. So... Um, the Arizona Cardinals are getting healthier. I, I don't think there's a chance that Moore's playing. It, it's really fascinating that they haven't IR'd him, at least for the, the four-week IR with a chance of designation to return. Uh, but I, I don't think that he he's available. Really haven't seen much of him. Marco Wilson. Do you, th- do you think they don't want to burn a designated return on Rondell? Probably. They would just rather, rather carry him. Yeah, probably because it continues even with the, you know, it, his hamstring and and Andy Isabella's back. It's still a, a deep position. They you have to love what you saw from Greg Dortch. You're encouraged by Hollywood Brown, and you know you think that you're going to get AJ Green and Zach Ertz more involved this week. So it's still a, a, a position that they have depth at as far as playmakers go. So when you look at this, like Kelvin Beecham's healthy. He just had a rest day yesterday. So Rodney Hudson, they're good to go. Ertz was his. This was his first full day of practice. He's good to go. Um, Jalen Thompson's the biggest concern, I think, for this week going forward. You know, can he overcome that whatever his toe issue is and get back at the back end of that defense and, and be the guy that they envision him being, continue to be when they gave him that that extension just a couple weeks ago? Hoping and praying we see some rookies this Sunday active. Majay Sanders, mm-hmm. Trey McBride, healthy scratches. We will see. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. I, to, I asked Vance, I said, Vance, what, what's it going to take for Ajay Sanders to be active on game days? And he said, you know, the same thing that Cliff told me yesterday with Trey McBride, keep coming, keep developing. But Vance said it, he, he said this, they have to earn his, their trust. They have to earn the coaching staff's trust, Cameron Thomas, to get more snaps. He has to earn the coaching staff's trust throughout the week of practice. And that's just concerning. It, it, this is just a coaching staff that is – they they just don't play rookies. They don't trust them to go out there. They don't want them to learn from their mistakes on the field. They don't want them to go out there and just and just fail. Where I think you know, 
it's there's some huge value to that but the arizona cardinals obviously you know there's the sense of urgency and then there's like this 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 not want to to play guys and let them learn on the fly it's really kind of a, a weird thing that goes on throughout this organization for those asking like i i think cameron thomas was outplayed by mozzie sanders on defense in in training camp and in the preseason but i would i would assume cam thomas is playing on sundays because of his ability to play special teams uh, over Mize Sanders because he did not log any significant snaps with the starting de- defense. I don't even until... think Thomas played special teams on Sunday. He, he I think he, he got like four, I think he got like four snaps at the end. And of they the were game. all. I, I he was a really he had a really nice preseason in kick return. Um, he did, and so I just assume that that's why he's on the team. Uh, a little bit more versatile, but Mize Sanders. A little bit better rushing the passer, as we saw in the preseason. Uh, a lot of good comments here. We want to get to them. Uh, Sanders and Thomas, greater than Kennard. Uh, Devon Kennard, to me, that's, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about it at nauseum. There's just so much of a ceiling with him, especially with rushing the passer for a team that got zero sacks last week. And frankly, the Cardinals were not close in any particular aspect. Um, I, I can only watch so more middling play at outside linebacker from everybody not named Dennis Gardeck and Marcus Golden to want to make a change. And we'll see. Maybe Steve Kime forces the hand. Maybe not. Uh, Isaac Fontes in the chat. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. 10 and 7, 11 and 6. My Cardinals going this year. Y'all keep doubting us. Uh, we don't doubt. We're just putting uh, just putting <laughs> some stuff out there. Uh, we're going to get back on track and start winning again. Go Cardinals. Would love that. And again, no better time than the present, Isaac, to be able to to get this dub. And in the meantime, everybody want to remind you uh, to get your COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. If you want to come and hang with us, Bo's going to tell us a little bit more about the event we've got this weekend, but we want to make sure you're happy and healthy ahead of time. Those 12 and older are eligible for the COVID-19 booster. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. You can't get anything good for $5 anymore. You can't even get a Subway sandwich foot long. The $5 football long is a, is a thing of the past. But you can get a ticket to our watch party for just 5 bucks. It's it. Nice. $5 per t- ticket at our Four Peaks watch party. We're watching Arizona, Vegas. Twelve we we're hanging out. That's right. Not 12.30. Not 12.20. 12.25. Be there or be square. September 18th, this Sunday, Four Peaks H Street Pub. We're going to be hanging out, watching the game. $5 per ticket, one beer, cards, ticket, giveaways. That's what that $5 ticket's going to get you an opportunity to do. PHNX, Four Peaks. It's just the, the magical partnership that continues to churn out great events like this. We had an awesome time watching ASU despite the loss last weekend. We're going to have an awesome time watching this, the Cardinals take on the Raiders. And we got a 220-inch screen to watch it on. Check out the link in the description to get your ticket. Got to be 21 years or older. Enjoy Four Peaks beer. Got to enjoy it responsibly as well, Johnny. Absolutely. We're excited. And if this video, let's let's put, put a little wager on this. If this video gets to 100 likes, we tried this okay. last week. We had a little technical difficulties at the Lola with our post game sh- or with our uh, tailgate <laughs> show on Sunday. So we're going to try to do a make good now. If this video right here gets to 100 likes, I'll chug a beer with whomever wants to chug with me Sunday during our pre-watch party or our watch party, pre-Cardinals watch party. Um, come hang out with Bo and I. We need some friends. We need some friends to talk Arizona yeah. Cardinal football with. Will I chug a beer for two-card sacks? Sure. Man. Yeah. 
but I'm I'm you know I'm thir- I'm thirsty for beer. I'm thirsty for likes. Smash that like button. Subscribe <laughs> to PHNX Cardinals um, and subscribe to PHNX Sports. All right, more practice updates with my guy Bo Brock. Uh, Zach Ertz probably looked the best Bo Brock than he has since aggravating, reaggravating mm-hmm. his his calf. Do you think expand a role for? Big ZE this weekend. Yeah, what do you have? Like sixty percent of the snaps offensively last week. He mm-hmm. really did. He wasn't a factor in the first half of that game. He had the two point conversion at the end. I expect him to kind of be a full go. Uh, it it lessens the chance that we're going to see Trey McBride. Um, yeah. You know, which is unfortunate and, and still puzzling. But Zach Ertz being you know close to full strength, and that's what it sounds like. He trusts where his calf is, and that was something that he didn't have a couple weeks ago. And now he's confident against it in, in, in it. And then you hope that his workout partner, JJ Watt, is the same on the defensive side of the football. Um, so yeah, that that's that's definitely encouraging. And uh in and, and the Justin Pugh thing is is another thing where you saw that inside pressure that Chris Jones and the Chiefs were able to get. Uh yeah. you, you wanna combat that. You don't want that to be an issue when you have to really pay attention to the guys coming off the edge for the Raiders and Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. So if the tackles who are going to have their hands full can focus on what they need to do and not what's going on inside, that's going to be huge for this Cardinals offense and Kyler Murray. But yeah, everybody talking about maybe a get-right game for the defense. I'm not sure I'm buying that. I think it's a get-right game for the offense. I think it's going to be the offense that we need to see for this team to be competitive as they attempt to make a playoff run this year. Because really, outside of Rondell Moore, this is the unit that you expected to begin the season with. You invested a premium amount of money making Zach Ertz the top five to seven tight end. And he was fantastic last year, the most targeted tight end in the NFL when the Cardinals made that modest trade for him. Hollywood Brown, it sounds like via K1 yesterday. Bo Brock, they want to target him more. Absolutely. I thought they got away from James Conner too much. So running awfully physical, maybe mixing some Eno Benjamin. And you mentioned it, like the combination of Justin Pugh potentially being in the lineup that you told me yesterday. It's like, let's not cut him because the alternative is, is garbage time, right? And then Rodney Hudson, I really do believe, like, Rodney's going to have to play himself into shape this year. So every week we should see that unit get a little bit better, start to gel a little bit more. I thought Will Hernandez was easily the best interior lineman. Who would have thought we would have said that uh, dating back to our time in in March when they acquired Mm -hmm. him? But I think this is the week where Cardinals push around the Raiders' defense. They get theirs, and it'll be up to the defense. Can they just bend but don't break? That's the Vance Joseph mantra of, you know, pressure's going to come, but at the same time, they're going to give up a ton of yards, right? Mm-hmm. Surely with the way this cornerback room is situated, got a ton of veteran presence and, and bodies going down left and right. I think it's imperative that the Cardinals get off to a fast start offensively, and I am pleading with Cliff Kingsbury, if you win the toss, elect to receive. Yeah. We do not want to defer. We do not want to give the Cardinal defense an opportunity to go out there first and set the tone in the wrong way like we saw at State Farm Stadium yeah. last Sunday, Bo. That, that was head-scratching, wasn't it? When when the Chiefs lost the toss and then the Cardinals, they they kicked them the football. It was it was strange. And then th- there was no looking back from a homes and crew. And now, would you ever, like, we're encouraged, obviously, from with Will Hernandez at the right guard spot. Would you consider moving him to the left guard spot? You know, with all that pressure coming in to, you know, I know it's not, his blind, I mean, it is his blind side. Like, now, he, I don't think it matters. No, I, no, because at the end of the day, like Cody Ford was practicing at left guard. If Pew goes down, like that's what he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, and I like the idea. Like, I mean, you can flip a coin who's going to be better on a given Sunday, but I like Will Hernandez being between 
Beecham and Rodney Hudson. That's just, a, and I don't want to, I don't want more change, right? It's like we've talked about cornerback. Like Simmons should not play slot corner, like get Byron Murphy to play slot corner and then just be susceptible to not having good outside cornerback play. Don't have this trickle down effect, this domino effect with moving all these pieces. Just put guys in positions where they're comfortable with. And then you just have one kind of glaring hole instead of like seven. So uh, I'm all for Will Hernandez staying where he is. And again, I Cardinal offensive line probably didn't play as bad as it looked initially. I think it was a little bit of Kyler Murray and then certainly a backup playing left guard and Rodney Hudson not looking great. I would be very, very disappointed knowing that the Raiders defensive tackles are not great. Their linebackers do not feel particularly well. They're slow. I, I I would be very disappointed if the offense did not get theirs. This is a game in which, I mean, the Chargers basically did whatever they wanted offensively last week. Yeah, they, they did. And uh, it, it's a bounce back opportunity. And, and Derek Carr couldn't take care of the football. And uh, somebody who they said was washed, Khalil Mack, proved that he's not. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals to kind of show that the guys that they wanted to move forward with, like Marcus Golden and, and the young rotation of pass rushers, can get to the quarterback and, and create pressure, maybe back off the blitz a little bit because Derek Carr has been good against the blitz in his career, and you don't want back-to-back weeks where it's the the writing's on the wall as far as pressuring those quarterbacks with with you know exotic blitzes and, and getting burned by it. I saw our guy, 91 Clay uh, Comb, ask about that. Did we talk to Vance about the game plan? And he did. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't give too much insight on why he decided to dial Oh, imagine that. Pressure. Yeah, I mean, he was he was pretty candid. I mean, he said operationally it was just a, it was a mess. You know, it was a combination of, of the Chiefs being on top of their game and the Arizona Cardinals being the furthest thing from that, just being bad overall. And he was uh, not uh, obviously – Nice as far as how he described Isaiah Simmons' game either. He says that even Isaiah will admit that he had a shitty game and that he needs to bounce back. But um, it's he, he said, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with, with Mahomes. But, you know, the literature, the statistics will tell you differently that you blitz that man and he's going to make you pay. And he did to the tone of five touchdowns last week. So... I don't think Derek Carr has got that in him. I mean, he could certainly go over 300 yards again and, and find, you know, three tut- tutties with his array of receivers and, and Waller. So uh, it's going to be big bounce back. But I hear what you're saying about the offense, and I'd love to see them, and this could be something that we do every week where and they don't do it continually, is, is get the run game going. I mean, James Conner had the touchdown last week, but for the most part was a forgotten man. I mean, it's because they're chasing two touchdowns pretty much right out of the gates, but – It'd be something to help that defense win the time of possession a little bit, get things going. I think it would certainly help Kyler Murray and and subdue it like a pass rush. Like I was watching what the Chargers did, Johnny, and you would think with with Herbert, you know, all the things he can do throwing the football, you know, the first play from scrimmage, they went right at Chandler Jones. And that's something that we saw opposing teams do against the Cardinals for so long to kind of combat his pass rush skills is they ran at him because he's not – he's he's – a notoriously bad run defender. And I think the Arizona Cardinals should probably take that part of the game plan from the Chargers with James Conner. And I think James Conner, I've been seeing this, especially today, you see the matchup screen about, you know, quarterback, wide receivers, running back, defense, and all that. They keep on giving the edge to the the Raiders and Josh Jacobs at the running back position. I think James Conner is the better running back in this game. 
Yeah, I would agree with that today. And and to your point about Chandler Jones, this is a big perception game, not only for the Cardinals, but for their front office. If Chandler Jones is the reason this team starts 0-2, if Chandler Jones goes out and has a two to three sack performance and makes an imprint on this game, and there you are with the Arizona Cardinals, cannot pressure the quarterback, you had the money to resign him, whether or not that was the right decision, we're going to tell over time. I mean, most people feel like it was the good move to let him move on. But, I mean, you look at the roster right now, they are not as good a pass rusher without him. And for him to be able to have an opportunity to have you start 0-2, I mean, whether that's fair or not, and different dynamics of the game may turn out otherwise, like that, that's going to be a headline Sunday night, Monday morning, if the Cardinals suffer defeat and Chandler Jones plays a big part in that. Because you very well could have kept 55 on your roster with something as easy as a franchise tag. Uh, you could have said, we're just going to buy ourselves one more year. We're going to buy some time here. And instead you said, no, 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 we're going to bring back Marcus Gold. We're going to draft a couple guys, but then they don't play on defense. So it's a cruel re reality for, for them. If your rationale for not paying Chandler Jones was you got to get more snaps for Devon Kennard, somebody you've cut twice in the last six months alone, Victor Dumakanji, who I like, but I mean, he's not Chandler Jones. I, I would say, hey, Steve Kime, hey, Cliff Kingsbury, hey, Michael Bidwell, prepare for that because I, I would say get DJ Humphreys some help, get Kelvin Beecham some help so that's not a narrative and that's not a question you have to answer come Monday morning from the likes of Bo Brock and company. Uh, I would also say, to me, right now, the best version of this offense until they get all their skill players back at the receiver position is what you mentioned, like Kyler's legs, James Conner's legs. Boots, play action, rollouts, RPOs. You, I mean, Kansas City, I would say, is a little bit more um, competent defensively. Like, this Raiders defense is slow. They have slow players. At linebacker, they have slow players. At safety, their secondary is almost as big of a mess as the Cardinals' secondary. Like, let K1 get out and run around. Like, I know that's not sustainable over time, but this is a break glass in case of an emergency kind of game where you have to say, Kyler Murray... You're making $45 million a year. You have your bag. You're secure. We got to go out and win a, win a ball game. And for this specific task right now with no Rondell and no and no uh, DeAndre Hopkins, let's give you 10 carries. Let's see what happens, right? Let's 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 put the Raiders on their toes and their heels a little bit. Maybe open up that play action, that, that deep ball to Hollywood Brown. Get those right. safeties to move up a little bit. I was shocked they didn't do that last week. But, Bo, to your point. The, the snowball, the avalanche just came so fast. Yeah. You hope and you pray it doesn't, you know, happen twice in, in the span of two weeks for the Arizona Cardinal defense. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I see uh, 91 Claycomb going off on the reporters. I don't I don't think that's the right energy as far as they asked the questions, dude. Like they asked about the blitzing. He didn't give you the answer you wanted. You want people to press a guy who's not going to give you jack shit as far as a response or an actual answer and why he blitzed Patrick Mahomes. That's just you're not going to win a battle in the Arizona Cardinals facility asking Vance Joseph why he blitzed Patrick Mahomes so often. It's just you're not going to get the answer you want. Like, I don't think it's a, an indictment on the reporters. I mean, everybody has a job to do. They ask the questions, you get the answer that you, you get. You, you can't press them into to answering anything beyond what Vance Joseph said. Bo, make them say those things. Yeah, make I'm, I'm just going to go put them in a headlock and say, why the hell did you blitz Mahomes Here. as much as you? Here. Didn't you I'll, see all I'll, the literature? Didn't you see the analytics? Here's what I'll say. The, the the fact that PHNX and PHNX Cardinals exists, I think, is to combat exactly what 91 Claycomb is saying, where we are very much a fan and we want those 
open and honest answers. And I think Bo does a better job than anybody in trying to facilitate those responses. So I hear you, 91 Claycomb, traditional media, historically, a little bit in the Valley, maybe isn't so keen on on asking those those tough questions. But rest assured, PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, we've got you, brother. We'll ask those questions. We'll ask questions on DraftKings, why the Arizona Cardinals are uh, suddenly a five-and-a-half-point underdog. But the good news is, if you're in the Vegas area and you feel like, hey, you know what, I want some tickets to this game, I'm procrastinating, I might drive up and, and have a good time if you're not hanging with us at Four Peaks, you can check out Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, what have you. You want to go watch the Diamondbacks? The last couple chances you can get before the end of the season, Game Time has got you covered. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. I hate buying tickets in advance. It's the worst. I want to go to a game the, the same day, and that's where game time comes in. These are tickets on a discount up to 60%. If you love PHNX, you'll love game time. It's the best way to support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description below, Bo. I love all our listeners, our viewers, especially 91 Claycomb. I feel you. I love the passion. That's what we're all about here at PHNX. OGs is something that we're all about as well. Flavoring life, we like to do that. How about entering our Flavoring Life contest with OGs? You can win yourself not one, not two, but three bags of their unbelievable gummies, including the orange creamsicle. You get that OGs hat, get that PHNX shirt. You got the full getup. You got the whole outfit there, OGs hat, PHNX shirt, and that PHNX annual membership. Become a more informed, even more informed. I mean, you're already an informed Cardinals uh, fan, but you can become even more informed with reading Howard Baltzer's great work at gophnx.com, Johnny Venerables, myself. Check out OG's online, ogsbrands.com. You can click the link in the show notes to get into that Flavoring Life sweepstakes. And also, you can check them out on Instagram, at ogsbrands. You can find their products, your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older. It's interesting, Bo Brock. you got a chance to talk to Vance Joseph. you got a chance to hear from Cliff Kingsbury and company. What's the vibe around the team right now? Is it we, we've, we've been here before, we can rally, or it, do you feel like there's a little bit of a snowball effect based off of last year? I know K1 said, you know, after somebody asked him, do you feel confident you were 8-1 and one on the road last year? He's like, shit, this is a new year, a new team. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a, a little bit of a cloud over this, this team right now? Can you sense a little bit of uptightness from the Cardinals and company? Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think that that's the only way that's going to go away is if this team wins a football game. That's, I mean, you you kind of got a little relief at the end of last year when they when they won at Dallas, but then it was right back to it, another loss to Seattle and then a loss to LA. And, you know, that's the stench right now that's that you, you can say you turned the calendar uh, from 2021 to 2022, but, you know, they, they really are struggling. And, and we talked to Hollywood Brown today and Hollywood Brown, you know, all the questions are about, you know, where the focus is and practice. And, and this is what you know, Hollywood Brown had to say. Uh, definitely. Uh, it's been a lot of high energy, a lot of plays being made on both sides. So we're excited. He didn't say much, obviously, but, you know, that's that's been kind of the, the consensus. That's what everybody's been saying. Everybody's been more focused, more detail-oriented, uh, high energy. So in the two practices really so far to, you know, this week, it, it's been encouraging coming off of, of training camp and the first week leading up to the Kansas city chiefs game. So, um, you know, that, that was just kind of an echo around the locker room, but I still, you know, things aren't, 
you know, snowball, it's 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 not going to stop from getting any bigger until the Arizona Cardinals really put a stop to it with a, with a win, a, a dub against either the Raiders or the Rams or the Panthers. I mean, it's it's one of those things where they need to to figure it out. And you know, you've got a, a fan base, you've got the Raider Nation that's for the first time in a long time excited about a team that just came off a playoff appearance that had a couple big additions and Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones in the offseason, some big extensions to Derek Carr and Max Crosby. They have very high expectations, probably too high. And the Arizona Cardinals have to go into that hostile environment and they have to pull off a dub. Like that's the only way you slow it down. Like the odds are stacked against you and they're going to be stacked against you the next week against LA and then going and playing East coast time uh, against the Carolina Panthers, despite what a wreck that organization is. And, uh, it, it's going to be imperative for them to get that win this this weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with Isaac uh, in the chat. He says losing Jones hurts. Let's be real, people. It does because it's like you try to balance the notion of we'll build for the future. We don't want to invest in old players, but there's no doubt Cardinals are a better team this weekend with Chandler Jones a pass rusher than they otherwise would be. And when you're in a situation like this where you're trying to buy equity with your fan base and convincing people, hey, we're going to make a, we're going to make a playoff run. We're going to be a playoff team this year. Vegas told us before the start of the year, this is a playoff team. And now you've got Owen 2 staring at you if you if you come away with a loss on Sunday. You want Chandler Jones a part of your locker room. You want Chandler Jones a part of your starting defense. So, I don't know, it's it the offseason is so long and drawn out and hypotheticals left and right. And we want to believe all the draft picks are going to be future Hall of Famers. But at the end of the day, I think what frustrates fans, and we talked about it, Bo Brock, yesterday was just Steve Keim, it felt like used to be in the business of acquiring talent, no matter what. Like, yeah, sure, he'd supplement here and there in his draft picks, hit or miss, more misses than hits, unfortunately. But it's like, how can we put together the best 53-man roster to survive an NFL season, to go out and win? And it really does feel like this is the first year in his long time. He's been the GM since 2013. And it used to be reinforcement after reinforcement after reinforcement, June, July, August, adding pieces, adding players. I, there were very few times last year where you would go in a game and you would think the Cardinals don't have as much talent as the other team on the opposite side of the field. Most most times, Cardinals had more talent. They were stacked. They had a bunch of pro bowlers, right? Mm-hmm. Even the even when, they, when guys went down, they had guys to supplement, fill in, right? And you lose Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk, who are off to banger starts, and Chandler Jones, who's a historic player for your franchise, and you have no contingency plan. I I think that if if things don't work out Sunday, and we're not going to be doom and gloom on this podcast for long, hopefully they get this dub, but there's going to be an underlying kind of messaging that this roster was not reinforced enough. And the fact that we even have to call for signings of an Anamikin Sue or Joe Hayden in week two like those are mm-hmm. moves that should have been done a long time ago at those positions, maybe not necessarily with those players. Uh, I want to get to some of these comments here. Uh, Osmar in the chat says, saw an interview where Devontae Adams' grandparents are going to watch him for the first time on Sunday. RIP our corners. <laughs> I, I think RIP our corners anyway, Osmar. Bo yeah. Brock, if you had to guess who is on Devontae after he just schooled Asante Samuel Jr. last weekend, what would you say is uh, the Cardinals' best matchup outside? There is no wrong answer, by the way, unless you yeah, say I don't. <laughs> I'm, I would probably say I'll, I'll just go with Byron Murphy right now, just by default. I, I, I'm encouraged by Marco Wilson. I just don't want to. 
I, w- I want Marco Wilson to continue to string together some solid games and to give him the assignment right now. Devonte Adams is too much. It, it's just there's there's no winning. That's you know the best. What Vance Joseph called the best route runner in the NFL right now. Um, it, it's just too tough to put on his plate right away. So I, I would I would let him kind of focus on you know taking out wide receiver two and we'll see who they put in the slot and who's going to cover uh Hunter Renfro and then who's going to cover Darren Waller. I mean, it's just going to be, it's a tough matchup. You know, Renfro didn't have that big a game in week one. We'll see if that's something he can rebound after having such an incredible year, earning himself a big extension this past off season. What do you have only about 20 yards? So, yeah. you know, Devonte Devonte Adams, is he one of those guys where you let him eat maybe, and then you just try to take the rest of the, offensive skill players out of the game. I think that might be what the Chargers did, and that might be the best game plan for the Cardinals defense. I, I think Byron is the logical assignment, number one, because he's your most senior cornerback right now, and I think the Cardinals need to know what they have in preparation for paying him or not this offseason uh, in 2023. And also, I just think Byron's skills, physical, uh, Devonte, I mean, he's a burner, but not a traditional burner in the sense like Byron can keep up with him. You would think try to be physical and then, yeah, let Marco Wilson go for the second and third tier options and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Will we see Jace Whitaker in the secondary? I hope not, but I'm hope I'm hopeful that you're right about Jalen Thompson being the kind of player who misses practice all week and then comes out and, and guts it out because the Cardinals need a bunch of players to gut it out on defense if they want to, you know, have a good showing and you're going to have a good showing. If you head on over to the PHNX merchandise locker, check out our brand new shirt. It's the Hollywood sign. I said the Hollywood Hill sign for so long. Bo keeps correcting me. So I'm going to say the Hollywood sign on Camelback mountain, the best shirt going at PHNX right now, PHNX merchandise locker. You can get this shirt for free, Bo Brock. If you sign up for a year membership at gophnx.com, or if you just want to dip your toe in 99 cents for the first month, eight 99, For the subsequent months, Cardinals don't have a ton to celebrate after week one, but the play of Hollywood Brown is uh, one of them, Bo Brock. Yeah, we talked to him. We asked him, you know, Kyler said he wants to get you 10 targets in a game. How's that sound to you? And he didn't really bite. He didn't take that at all and say, hey, I'm going to go and and put up these monster numbers or I like that. Very humble kid, Hollywood Brown. Uh, But uh, what's not humble is us taking the Hollywood sign and putting it on Camelback Mountain and kind of, gloating about our new favorite t-shirt it's exciting as you mentioned go phnx.com to our phnx locker to get that new drip from phnx so it's it's a you know a big game from hollywood brown would go a long way for this team that you you know what you can kind of hang your hat on offensively while you wait for deandre hopkins to come back be so key uh, we're expecting more, hopefully uh, setting the tone on the ground, as we mentioned earlier, get James Conner involved early on. Uh, and as he said, if you get the opportunity to start out on offense, why not take it? It's, it's good. It would be so huge to set the tone. They need to just change to continue to change the tone. They can do it on a more micro level. And that's just by taking the ball, putting it in the strongest, you know, groupings hands early on and, and going with that offensive side of the football. Do me a favor, everybody, like this video again. We'll chug a beer with you Saturday morning, excuse me, Sunday morning at Four Peaks Brewery. We're, we're having our official watch party for Cardinals at the Raiders. Emma, one more time, if we could, for that lovely, lovely graphic. Four Peaks, 
Sunday morning watch party, Arizona Cardinals versus the Las Vegas Raiders. A reminder, just five bucks. Get a free beer, cards, ticket, giveaway. Come chug a beer with Bo Brock and myself. Hopefully, there'll be like celebratory chugs in the first half, Bo, because the <laughs> Cardinals, like they did so many times last year on the road, running away with this game. They're not going to be like, if I'm chugging beer and I'm already feeling not great because the Cardinals aren't playing well, that's not a good combination. Nobody nobody likes to chug beer when they're they're watching a team get boat raced for the second consecutive week. Am I right? <laughs> No, not at all. And I see in the in the chat, you know, no way that Simmons is covering Renfro. Like, and and VJ said today, like they drafted Simmons to cover the tight end, so it's more you know Waller and and uh, Simmons matchup potentially, and Renfro, who they obviously have familiarity. They played for the same school in Clemson. Just don't know. If, yeah, hopefully for the Cardinals' sake, he's not put on a slot corner because won't bode well for the for the Cards at the end of the day. Tomorrow, we will be live in studio myself, Bo Brock, the great Frank Sanders, who will be able to check out our new studio setup, spruce up your home, spruce up your home during More Furniture's fall sale. Just got to check them out at morefurniture.com. We've had fun. It's been a fun week in preparation for the Raiders. We keep it going with our official preview tomorrow. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Drop us a like. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.